Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy. I'm not sure if you heard that, but the uh, intro got a little weird. Um, anyway, this is Sandy Weiner, and I am the founder and chief love officer at LastFirstDate.com. I want to thank you all for joining me here today. Last First Date Radio is an acclaimed show about achieving healthy, off-the-charts love in the second half of life. We have a wonderful show coming up for you today. I'm really excited to bring a guest back to the show. We're going to have relationship therapist and author Deborah Moorhead, who's going to be speaking about how to turn conflict into connection through conscious love. As a dating coach, I specialize in helping women date as the high-value women that they are in every other part of their lives because I believe that when a woman knows her true worth, she attracts her best partner, her highest quality, most aligned, um, most loving partner. And our self-esteem definitely is in direct correlation to who we attract into our lives. And the more we value ourselves, um, the more we attract in better stuff, you know, better people, better work, better everything, because we're living in alignment. And um, I don't know if any of you have seen Tony Robbins' latest movie. Well, I don't know if it's his first or his latest on Netflix, I'm Not Your Guru, but uh, I highly recommend that you watch it. It he really He really transforms people through his six-day event, Date with Destiny. And a lot of what he does is what I do as a dating coach. It's it's really the, the no BS, really calling people up to their highest power. I, I mean, it's so much more than about dating. It's really about valuing yourself and, um, and getting really honest with who you are and what you're putting out there because we can only control what we put out there. And so it's so important to show up in our lives, to show up in our love lives, and to show up in in our relationship with ourselves. I want you to have a healthy, loving relationship, and that's why I created a free guide where I explain the top three mistakes that midlife daters make and how to turn them around so you can find lasting love. And it's a free gift for you. So if you would like a copy, just go to my website, lastfirstdate.com, and sign up on my homepage. I also want to invite you to my Facebook group, Your Last First Date. We hit 500 people this week. Very exciting. Um, It's for women over 40. No men, sorry. Um, But it's a safe, sacred space, a private group for women to come and talk about what's going on in their relationships and in their dating lives and to get really solid support from women just like you and from a dating coach who's going to help you really rise up to um, your highest power and go on your last first date. I also want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, Audible. We um, are, are lucky enough to have Audible sponsor us. Audible is one of the best sources for our for um, audiobooks, 
So if you are interested in listening to books as well as reading them, go to audibletrial.com forward slash last first date. That's audibletrial.com forward slash last first date and grab a free audio book and a free month trial of the service. That's audibletrial.com forward slash last first date. And now I would like to introduce you to our special guest who's going to be talking about turning conflict into connection through conscious love. Imagine having the relationship you always desired after being stood up on her 30th birthday by a drug-addicted boyfriend, Deborah Moorhead was determined to figure out this relationship stuff, and she did. She is co-author of Conscious Love, Enlightened Relationships and Soulful Sex. Don't you guys want that? And along with her 20 years of experience as a therapist and her effective happy relationship success system, you will have the power to create your own happy, amazing relationships. Welcome back to the show, Deborah. Uh, thank you so much, Sandy. It's so great being back. I always great enjoy having you. working with you. Oh, thank you. And I've been on your summit and you've been on my show, so we have a nice nice relationship and I'm <laughs> so happy do. to happy to talk about this fabulous topic. Um because as you know, I, I teach conflict resolution. I work with women to help yes. them understand men and so this is just yummy stuff so let's talk yes. about conscious love <laughs> what does that mean to you oh you know i know uh, conscious love is kind of in the in the air in in different uh different groups and around there and and for me conscious love is really about living and loving from a place of choice uh, it's really, you know, me. I have my therapy background, right? So it's really about self-awareness, um, making choices, really empowered actions that come from a place that's really dedicated to pure love. You know, I, I know, Sandy, you know this, and I'm sure our listeners know this, but we all grow up in our environments, right? <laughs> we learn uh-huh. certain things that are just, what from you know our different experiences growing up and we end up kind of being in relationships in more of unconscious ways is what we end up doing which is why i know it's stuff stuff you work with when you work with people and me as well is helping people to understand you know to answer those those look at the patterns that they keep recreating to answer the question of why did I do that or why did I pick him or you know those are all coming from those unconscious places so for me conscious love really is it's just vitally important because it's coming from a place of self-awareness and those empowered actions because without that we remain in an unconscious state and we desperately just go around trying to meet our needs and often in really ineffective ways that end up causing way more damage to ourselves and, of course, damage to the others in our lives that we care about. So that's how I think of conscious love. It really is coming, bringing to your conscious awareness and then being able to live and love more from empowered actions and choice. Mm, I love that. Well, you certainly, having been dumped by your drug-addicted boyfriend, um, <laughs> I know. had a wake-up call. So 
and that's often the case where somebody just is in so much pain that they say, okay, I am not going to do this anymore. So was that the catalyst for you? That was like the big aha, something's going on here that I need to change? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When you hear some of my story, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh. When you, like when you're reading the, my, my little short bio, I'm like, oh, yep, that was. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's what we need. I needed a divorce to, to, you know, really project me into who I became, which is so different from who I was in my more unconscious state. And um, it's amazing. I mean, I spoke about Tony Robbins before, and that's that's what he does. He wakes people up. You know, it's like you can keep repeating the same patterns over and over again, or you can say, you know what, I really am grateful for my past because that is how we got to be who we are. And um, he said something like, you know, blame your parents for helping you to know what you don't want. <laughs> Blame your parents for helping you to, um, you know, to know how not to love, Um, you know, but I think it's more like I'd like to thank the people in my life who taught me the really hard lessons because we do learn through mistakes. We learn through falling and failing and being unconscious until we get smacked into uh, consciousness sometimes. (sighs) So... So let's talk about the topic at hand because conflict is something that people avoid like the plague. Um, so, um, you know, I was just on the phone with a client this morning and, and she she got together with a friend and her friend was so unconscious and just, you know, complain, 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 ignored my friend's, my, my client's needs and um, and she just walked away saying, well, she's not really my friend. But she never said anything. So um, I encourage my clients to speak up. And so that really helps to know who is going to be responsive and who's not. But um, so how do we create connection through conflict? Um, Yeah, you know, so let me, I mean, I guess I just start with talking about how if we can stay and think about that conflicts really are always opportunities to learn and to grow within ourselves and then to really learn and grow um, within the the, the relationship. That's how I really think about that. And, Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, when we can kind of hold that position, then we're going to be able to, to, I guess, stay more open, stay in the position of that that kind of pure love or unconditional love that I was talking about. So that's that's at least some of how I see that. Mhm. So we're going to start with that open mind and know that that it's an opportunity, not a not a roadblock. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, so we have conflict, and then what happens? How do they? How how can you consciously come to conflict? <sighs> That's a great question. Uh, you know, so I really, and I'm, I'm. This is kind of uh, how I look at it. Is the very first part, and I know you know this, Sandy. The very first part 
is, and I, I think I'm, I'm talking about my three steps at this point, but the very first part is that you have to have your own self-awareness. And the way that I really talk about that and look at that, because this is what, and we know this, we all know this, when there is conflict, it really is, you know, my needs and wants are bumping up against your needs and wants. And it, and that's a place that we tend to get uh, emotional, right? <laughs> it's like I have mm-hmm. to defend myself, I have to get what I want, you know, that we tend to get more defensive. So the very first step to really be able to connect through, uh, through conflict is to be aware of yourself. Self-observe. I often talk, um, the way I talk and work with the women that I work with is about the first thing you have to do is recognize your feeling. Our, our society does not teach us well to tune into our feelings, but we just learn how to react to our feelings. So you start mm-hmm. by tuning into your own feelings and then you can really connect with, okay, what were my thoughts? Be able to really challenge and look at those thoughts. I mean, if somebody, if somebody doesn't call back in the time that we, you know, we called them and they haven't called us back, all of a sudden we're in our own mind. We're in our own, you know, going with all those feelings. We're in our own mind. And, and then by the time they call back, we've come up with an entire story and we're just attacking them because, we feel, you know, they weren't being caring about us or weren't being considerate of us. So the number one step is for to move into connection through conflict, believe it or not, excuse me, starts with yourself. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? That's kind of how I think about it as the very first step. You've got to start with yourself. It absolutely makes sense. And um, I have a friend who's married who's been in marital therapy for a while, and she said, Mm -hmm. well, her therapist always says that they both have to be present for each other. And I said, Mm -hmm. you know, he's missing a piece here, which is that you both have (laughs) to be able to have self-empathy first, that your husband has a hard time with that. So her, her husband doesn't know how to do that. So somebody's got to give him tools to be able to step back and say, okay, what am I feeling? Because he's so reactive. And Mm -hmm. they end up in the same fights over and over and over again. I see the patterns. And I'm like, I want to be your therapist because I can do a better (laughs) job than you. (laughs) Okay, so, so yes, we have (laughs) to be self-aware because it's it's an amazing opportunity to really identify your feelings and needs. Um, Okay, great. And what's... Step two. Yeah. Yeah. So once you've gotten connected to yourself and not in that reactive place anymore, then what you want to do, I mean, there's probably a combination of things, but you, it, it, is, it gets back to that openness. I want to step in because we know this in our head, but when we're emotionally, we don't remember it, is that I have my perception and you have your perception. And there's probably bits of truth to both pieces. Um, so that's why you got to connect with yourself first. And then what I, I really talk about, and I have a whole little chart about really a curiosity trail. Step into the conflict from a position of being curious, of um, holding and remembering that the other person does care about you, does love you, give them the benefit of the doubt. When we get into our reactive places, that's the first place we go is we, we want to start just judging and labeling and telling them, telling, you know, they're all bad 
and we've got to remember that's not the whole picture. It's just my feelings and stay in the benefit of the doubt place. And then just start, you know, kind of sometimes you may have to put your own perception on the side for a little while, not that you're giving it up, but on the side long enough to stay curious and really understand what were they feeling, what were they thinking, what was going on for them. And when you can really do that from that place of unconditional love, that is going to be the, you know, the best place. Be curious, give them the benefit of the doubt and go from there. So that's, that, that's just kind of a way a way of being as you approach the the, the conflict. Mm, curiosity is so important. Yeah. We we tend to make so many assumptions, and they're all based on our perspective and our and our preconceived notions instead of benefit of the doubt and being open and curious. So this is really important. And yeah. step three. <laughs> so step three. I I really suggest that people, especially for the bigger conflicts, doesn't have to be for every conf- conflict, but once you get this down, it's so much more helpful, is to use a structure. And in uh, what we'll be talking about in my book, and I have what I call connection, uh, conflict to connection cheat sheet, and it's basically using a structure. It, I mean, everybody's probably heard of this to some degree or not, but it's that idea that one person stays in the speaker role um, and the other person is listening. And that way that just helps to make sure, okay, the person who's speaking, they use good I statements rather than accusing statements. And mm-hmm. the listener stays curious and asks questions and uh, paraphrases. And when the speaker feels heard, then you can switch to the other position. The listener becomes a speaker and the speaker becomes a listener. So using a really safe structure until you really learn how to just, because most of us, we all know we're supposed to say, say I statements, but do we remember that when we're in conflict? No. So a structure helps you to really build up your muscles of uh kind of going slower, using good eye statements, making sure that we're understanding each other and just all the way through so that you really can connect and understand each other's feelings and and thoughts in a way where you really you do create connection at the end of that. Mhm. So it I think what happens and this is a really important thing to be respectful, because that's what it sounds like. You know, when you're taking yes. turns, you're respecting each other. Um, yes. So I'm thinking of an example. Can I can I run this by you? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Um, so my youngest daughter um, and I have been butting heads lately. Sure. Um, it's not it's not new, and it's probably very um, much applicable to many people who are listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens in arguments is I try to do all these things, and, and she is not at all open to any of this. So um, when I say, okay, here, here's what happened yesterday. She mm-hmm. said, I, I want to take driver's ed because she's 21 and she's getting her license now for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I said, she's, she's trying to build up an argument that it's worth it because she'll save money on insurance. So I said, mm-hmm. okay, so why don't you tell me, do some research and tell me how much does driver ed, driver's ed cost 
And how much is insurance? Gonna yeah, how much are you gonna save? So she just started getting so angry at me. Like I, I'm being really logical here because <laughs> money is like constant issue of argument with us. And I'm trying to be calm and and logical. And she just starts just screaming at me. You know, you always do this. It's a lot of, you know, you never always. And then it got to, yeah. you're a terrible mother. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so in that moment, I have nothing to say because mm-hmm. it's it's not worth having a conversation in that heat. Um, is there... And it's hard to have it afterwards, too. But but is mm-hmm. there a way when somebody's really shut down and they are a part of your life um, mm-hmm. to really do that better? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so a couple of different things. I mean, once, and you know this and we know this, once she's kind of already escalated, at that point you're absolutely right. There's no conversation that can really be had because she's, her her brain is on fire, right? And her logical part yep. of her brain is really not working anymore. So, you right. know, obviously, and I'm guessing you did this, you know, it's like, let's let's take a little space and then we can come back to it. You know, you could, I mean, there is a space there where you could say something like, okay, I can tell that what I've said is really frustrated and upset you. That wasn't my intent. Let's take a break mm. and come back to this because I know this is important to you. Something mm. like that. Mm-hmm. I like Two. that wording. Yeah. So that's kind of the after the fact, right? You know, the thing is, you went to a logical place, and this is the thing. She had a need that she was putting out there, and you went to, and it makes sense to me, right? There's some practicals to the situation, but the problem was you jumped to, I hope this is okay, I said this, but you jumped to the logical piece, but there was clearly an emotional piece for her behind mm-hmm. it. Right. So the, you know, and maybe you already have these pieces of content, but I would start with, I can tell this is really important to you. Tell me more about, you know, I, I, I like that you're, you're going, you can always find something to appreciate or acknowledge, you know, something positive. So I like that you're thinking from a logical place that it will save money insurance wise. And that's great. We'll figure out the practicals in a minute. But tell me more about why this is so important to you. Mm-hmm. That's a curious question. And then you're going to be able to get more because she, she'll she talk about, you know, her feelings, she'll talk about a lot of different things. But the more you ask, you know, curious, clarifying questions, you're going to get at more of what the verb you know, her deeper thoughts. And maybe as her mom, you already know that. But for you to kind of, because basically what you're doing is you're stepping in and really understanding her place. And then she will maybe, when we do that, we are more, the other person is more open to hearing when we have our thoughts and, you know, perspective on things. Hmm. Yeah, and that's a that's an area that's very good because it's an area where I tend to go right to solution. Um, yeah. You know, my son, who is so good at expressing himself, will say, "Mom, I needed a little empathy there." Then we can talk about <laughs> solution. <laughs> and yeah. you know, when you have a history with you know a, a daughter, um, yeah. some other daughters, we have emotions, we have we have a lot of heat 
in that yeah. in that relationship and so i'm always feeling like i'm walking on eggshells and yeah. um and we're both locked down and it feels horrible mm-hmm. to both of us so yeah i have yeah. to remember to ask more questions to get more curious um cuz yeah. i have the ability to self empathize um yeah you know and and people who tend to catastrophize or who immediately go to blame um, mm-hmm. And defensiveness, it's like the door just mm-hmm. slammed in your face, you know, and it's, yes, um, you know, and then it brings up all kinds of things for the person on the other end, um, mm-hmm. which are not pleasant. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so let's talk a little bit about taking space. You know, when, when is it a good idea to take a little time um, to, to give a little space to the argument? Yeah. So, I mean, basically any time that you're uh, – I know um, for those people that are familiar with uh, John and Julie Gottman, but sometimes in their therapy sessions they actually have people put on a, a, a little um, pulse rate thing and so that they mm-hmm. can track when your pulse gets too high. <laughs> um, yeah. Because that – if your emotions are – smaller you can stay in the conversations but anytime your emotions get too high you're you know, you've got to remember that all of your blood and oxygen is flowing to your emotion the limbic system the emotional part of your brain and so there's not as much blood and oxygen flowing to your you know the prefrontal cortex the part of your brain that is rational and is able to think so you that's where why I talk about you've got to pay attention to yourself because you've got to take time out and breaks and you're the only one that knows what's going on in your body. So any time mm-hmm. that you are having bigger emotions, you are wiser to take a step away. Now I do encourage when I work with couples or with people I work with, it's like set a time on when you're going to come back. Um, yeah. It shouldn't be more than 24 hours. In, in general, because, you know, as people, we want to connect, and especially if it didn't end, you know, there's not positive, you want, we want to reconnect. Uh, in what we do know is research shows that men take 30 minutes to come back to baseline and women take 20 minutes. So it should never be uh, less than 30 minutes because hmm. you want to make sure you're both back at baseline. Huh. That's really interesting. I think I think men and women really need to understand each other better in general, but understanding yes. things like that is so important. And also mm-hmm. I love that you talk about a, a reconnection time because um, so many people would just love to never talk. Well, you know, mm-hmm. it went away. We don't need to talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I remember <laughs> with my older daughter, I had a big argument with her a couple weeks ago, and and then I connected with her at a very calm time shortly mm-hmm. thereafter and I said I really want to talk with you about what happened is now a good time and she said oh I don't want to talk about that anymore we're fine and I said <laughs> we're fine now and I don't want to repeat this again next time mm-hmm. so it's really important to me that we just just kind of talk it out a little bit so that we yeah. make sure we don't keep having this argument um, oh, she was done. She was just so done. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, so many people think a good relationship is one without any conflict at all. Um, mm-hmm. I can't tell you when I first started dating how many men said to me, I had a perfect marriage. We never had a fight. 
And my question for them is, did you talk? Did you have an honest relationship? Because any any healthy relationship has conflict, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that's an important mm-hmm. thing to put out there, that uh, yes. that it's normal to have conflict. It's how you yes. argue that makes or breaks your relationship. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And that's why I, I, I wrote this chapter in the book and why I think this is so important because it really is about the way that conflict is going to happen. Power struggles are going to happen because we're all human beings. But it's about how you mm-hmm. walk through it. And, you, yeah, there you do have conflict, and so you just have to find be honest. Otherwise, you're not really being honest with each other. Right, right. And so some people would rather not be honest. But to me, if you really want to have deep, authentic, conscious love, then yes. you really need to be open and honest. As hard as it is at times, it does bring you closer when you can have mm-hmm. these conversations. So this is really helpful. Um, so, Deborah, thank you so much for sharing these fabulous steps for creating connection yes, through conflict. Um, and tell our audience um, how they can reach you, and you have some cool stuff coming up that I want you to share. Yes, yes, absolutely. So you can look me up at com and just learn more about myself and what I do. And then part of why I'm talking about this is this, Conflict to Connection is part of a chapter. I'm a co-author in a number one best-selling book that, Sandy, you read at the beginning, which is Conscious Love, Enlightened Relationship, and Soulful Sex. Eleven amazing authors have put together a chapter each in this book. And it's just really exciting. And what's really fun is when you go to the website, ConsciousLoveBook.com, you will you can get the book. But what ha- what we did is each of the authors have given gifts. So like my structure that I talked about earlier, the conflict to connection cheat sheet is one of the gifts that I have given away. And then what's really exciting, and I'm really excited because Sandy, you're going to be part of the summit that's going to be coming up too. Is we are putting together a charity cause where uh, for the books. Uh, for the charity's sake, we're going to be um, giving away some books and we're going to be um, giving some other pieces and, and sell, you know, having people come and donate some money for the, it's going to be for a relationship uh, charity where it really is promoting, continuing to pro- promote conscious love and just, you know, the, the best, best way to move forward in relationships. So you can go to Conscious Love Book all one word, ConsciousLoveBook.com, and then forward slash cause, the word cause, and you can find out more about the book. You can um, get the book if you want, and you can learn more about the charity summit that's coming up that, Sandy, I get to interview you for that. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, very exciting. Um, So so thank you again for coming on the show, for sharing your wisdom with us. And thanks, everybody, for listening today. And I hope you all go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day. 